It's overwhelming at times if you listen just to the negativity. And I've made a point of turning off the news and turning off the radio and I'll listen to the news at the appropriate time, but I don't I don't have it on 24 hours a day. Welcome to the Fiber New Exchange podcast. My name is Jesse Johnstone. I'm president here at Fiber New. On this special edition podcast with our CEO, Mr. Michael Wilson, we get a glimpse into the overall psyche and general philosophy of our operations through this period of COVID-19. To date, Fiber New franchisees have respected local, state, and provincial guidelines. They've also responded to being deemed an essential service in the automotive and medical spaces in particular. Our franchisees have had to strike a balance between their personal comfort level, the needs of their customers, and local restrictions and guidelines. There has not been a one-size-fits-all prescription to this, but our franchise partners have been remarkable in their overall response. Here at the head office level, we have maintained business as usual, albeit under a different scope. Now more than ever, we continue to support our franchisees, we continue to train new franchisees, we continue to produce and ship new products, we continue the R&D of new products, we continue our marketing efforts and much, much more. If anything, we put the pedal to the metal in order to get through this period and get through it, we will. Michael's eternal optimism, his wisdom, and his business acumen all contribute to the driving force behind our stance. That, with an amazing team of staff members and like-minded franchise partners, is really what's putting Fibernew in a solid position through this precarious period. Without further ado, let's get to the podcast. We hope you enjoy. Thank you, and take good care. Well, Michael, really happy to be talking with you. First off, how are you doing through this time? I mean, you and I have spoken quite a bit recently, but it's been a few weeks since we've actually seen each other. How are you yeah. doing? Yeah, I'm doing really, really well, actually. I'm, uh, I'm standing I'm standing on my porch right now, and it's a beautiful sunny morning. My uh, big dog, Rex, he's chewing on a bone. And in the last five days, all the birds have started to come back. And uh, I'm a birder. I've got 15 boxes around my house. And it's quite wonderful to have all of this wildlife to start migrating through. So I'm hopeful, mate. <laughs> Glad to hear it, as you always are, as you always are. Yeah, yeah. What's, uh, what, what's your stance, Michael, on the, on the state of the world in, in terms of, of COVID-19? What's your take? Oh, big question. Big, heavy question yeah. on that one. Let, let me lob that your way. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I think and I think about it all the time, and I think sometimes I'm right, I'm right and sometimes I'm wrong, but okay. it's definitely the paradigm shift equivalent to what my parents went through, specifically my father during the Great Depression in the 1930s. Society changed completely after that. Society was rebuilt and it was a better society. And I think about as children and I'm one of them and I ended up doing pretty good. And um, I think we're in one of those moments where when we come out the other side, we're all going to be transformed somewhat, not completely. But I think we're going to be more careful. I think we're going to be more cautious. I think we're going to be more resilient people are going to be more resourceful because they're going to have to learn to get by with less. And uh, because of that and the industry that we're in, um, I look forward to it. I look forward to the opportunity that's going to come Fibre News way. And it's really sad that it's at the expense of a lot of other people. But society is going to change and I don't know how it's going to change for the people who have less. All I know is that all of us are just going to have to work harder. And there's nothing wrong with hard work because um, 
that's what my ancestors did and that's what all of our ancestors did so if we've got to knuckle down over the next few years until we figure out what sort of society we're going to have well then that's just what we've got to do but um it's it's overwhelming at times if you listen just to the negativity and i've made a point of turning off the news and turning off the radio and I'll listen to the news at the appropriate time, but I don't. I don't have it on 24 hours a day. And I honestly believe that um, this whole event has been driven by the media and by the political classes. And to shut down the economy and the damage that that is doing um, is far, far worse than whatever this virus could do. So. I'm concerned that the people who make these decisions are going to be the ones who will be making these decisions in the future. So all I can do, mate, it was a big question you asked me. It's uh, It's got a million ways to look at it. All I'm going to do is influence the people that are around me in a good way if I can. I'm going to live in my own little bubble. I'm going to do the best that I do. I'm going to focus on fibre new because that's what we all do. And I'm going to continue to make a good life and not be dragged down by all of these fear mongers, you know? Absolutely, Michael. I'm, I'm, I'm with you, as I'm sure, well, I'll, I'll say everybody in Fiber New, in, in, in maintaining that sense of positivity, we have to. I mean, we, we can't go down oh, yeah. the dark path here. Yeah, it's, it's so yeah. important. And I, I've taken your advice on, on the news cycle, and I, I make a point of only checking in once a day. Every morning, I, I, I make a point of yeah. you know scrolling articles and, and checking in on news, and then I leave it alone, and, and I go back and focus on Fiber New and, and, and life and uh, do it all again the next day. That's right, and you, you have to be cognizant, cognizant of it. So you and I are familiar, for instance, that to anyone who's listening to this podcast, that we have... Uh, two of the largest meat packing processing plants in southern Alberta that are closing down because of COVID-19. Well, both these plants supply 75% of all Canada's meat. Well, what I'm concerned about is that if we start having these shortages in the food supply, so one way of dealing with that is that this is a possibility the signals and the signs are there that it could happen because they're actually closing plants. So therefore, to mitigate any fear surrounding that, um, go out and buy yourself a freezer, enlarge your fridge, buy a second-hand freezer, and fill it up with meat. And uh, it's not called hoarding, it's called preparing because uh, that's just the sensible thing to do. That's what I always did as a child. Um, all of our foods were canned in the fall and then we had vegetables that were out of our garden and that wasn't called hoarding it was just called preparing so if we're going to have food shortages this summer I would encourage people to you know start thinking along those lines I uh, I personally was uh, in a store a few weeks ago and I was buying all of my seeds because I have a big garden Anyway, um, I said to the person who was serving me, I said, I asked her the question, are many people buying seeds at this time of the year? And she says, oh, yes, there's going to be a run on seeds. And then I started thinking, well, seeds are going to be the next toilet paper because you've got everybody who's thinking, I need to put in a garden. 
And that's the right way to think. People start to need to be more self-reliant, you know. So I agree. I agree. It's I've, just, um, uh, I've... Another way of looking at being prepared, and when you're prepared, it's not so fearful. That's right. I, I, I've really admired your, your calm and, and cool head about this whole situation, but you and I have talked about it many times over the past few weeks. I think that really points back to the fact that you can do that because of your preparedness in, in everything. I mean, in, in life yeah. and you know, how you positioned us as a company. And um, it, it sure makes times like this a whole <laughs> lot easier when, when you've got a plan and, and you've been preparing for it. So, um, and, 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 and you know what? And you can start doing it right now. I mean, we the, the signals are loud and clear. There's going to be interruptions in the food supply. Let's hope they're not. But the signals are all saying right now that there's going to be, and uh, possibly in Canada, very major interruptions, especially in the meat supply. Well, that's probably going to happen in the States as well. Well, if the signals and it's screaming at you that this might happen well, then you're silly not to sort of go ahead and make some uh, some preparations around it, you know? Yeah. But I go back, I go, I, remember how I uh, used to tell a lot of stories in the old days about my boat? You know, I did a lot of ocean sailing. But the boat that I built, and I sailed across the Atlantic to America with my buddy Peter, when I was building that boat, I thought to myself, well, if I'm ever in a hurricane or if I'm ever in sort of, you know, force 10 gales, of which I did sail through in my little boat, I want to make sure that my little boat is as solid as a brick shit ass. So I took every speck on the boat when I was rebuilding it. I took the, the maritime architect's drawings. And if he, if he had um, recommended, let's say, a number 10 screw in bronze, I would automatically put in a number 12 and stainless steel. And I went right through my entire boat that way. And even though people laughed at me in the boatyard when I was doing it, they said you'd never have to do that. But when I had finished the boat and I got four days off the Canary Islands, I got into a hurricane. And we were pounded. We took such a pounding and such a beating, and the boat was buried into the ocean under these 30-foot waves. The point was that I ended up surviving it. And I survived it because I took all of those extra measures, whereas there were five people that I knew drowned in the same storm. So I've done that with Fibre New from day one. We've built on layer upon layer upon layer of support and we've got redundancies in there, but that's the best way to do your life, mate, because it doesn't mean you're not going to have problems, but it just means that when, you know, when crap happens, you're pretty well, pre maybe not prepared for it completely, but, you know, you can resort to a plan B that a lot of people won't even have. Absolutely. Yeah, be, being ahead of the curve, uh, you know, always look beyond the horizon. Yeah. Is the, is the yeah. analogy there, isn't it? Yeah. You know, and we've got to get rid of the fear. I'm meeting so many people, not in fibre news, thank goodness, but I'm sure there are some. But so many people are just consumed by fear. And it's understandable when you put yourself into their situations, but um, this fear of the unknown and 
so many unemployed people. Well, we just got to approach it pragmatically and sensibly. And I mean, you know, if you can shed light on something, you can, but you can't buy into other people's fear mongering. You know, down in New Zealand, down in New Zealand, my God, they locked the country down for like six weeks. And uh, I mean, people are going to start crazy. But at the same time, um, we've just got to watch these people who are putting us into situations where the entire financial fabric of the globe has just been shattered. And it will be shattered if something isn't done pretty soon, you know. But anyway, that are my two thoughts on that in response to your question, which I've forgotten what it is now. <laughs> I, I lobbed a big one at you right off the hop, so uh, that was... yeah, you did. You did. I, I gave you a bit. I gave you a big answer that went in twenty different directions. <laughs> That's and, kind of the nature think, of the situation. <laughs> yeah, and I th- and I think I started out with my comment about being outside and just enjoying my dog and the birds. But I heard yeah. something on the news. I heard something on the news last night that for people who are fearful and worried about all of this, one of the best things you can do is just get into nature. You know, so maybe the, you know, maybe this uh, pivotal point turning um, in this paradigm shift, maybe people will start taking care of the earth and start enjoying nature instead of bloody killing it and destroying it everywhere we go. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, so I think, it, I think it's kind of cool when you see on the news all the wildlife is coming back into these cities. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of cool. It, it is cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, what at, else, mate? At some point, well, it, it, at some point um, in in the last few minutes, we we started to um, talk about fiber news position. But I mean, as far as fiber news goes, and us as business owners, it, how does the mid to long term view look like from your vantage well, point in terms of kind of how we well, fit okay so i keep thinking about my father and okay. what sort of person he was and the sort of society i was raised in as a kid like i say whose dad had just come out of the great depression and the second world war and we were always resourceful and we always repaired stuff you never ever ever went out and bought something new unless you could afford it and until people rose through society it took them you know to to recover after the war but uh, my father's generation right up until the well i mean they all just dying off now you know i mean my dad died at 94 and there's a few of his mates left but not not very many of them but all of them were resourceful thrifty people and that puts our industry in the perfect position because People are going to not throw stuff away or not wanting to throw stuff away, but more importantly, they won't have the money to buy it. But if they're going to hang on to it, they're going to look after it. Mm-hmm. So from my perspective as a service provider, I think about our service provider and the opportunities that this is going to create for Fibre New, both in the short term and in the long term, I definitely believe we're going to see an uptick and the number of people who are going to be coming on board. With high unemployment, um, people eventually resort to buying franchises. So really what they do is they buy themselves a job. 
we're in a much better position now to screen the, the right types of individuals to come into Fibronia. And so with this many people unemployed, usually what happens to service companies like ours, we see an increased interest. So in the long term, I'm very optimistic that our trajectory is going to continue to be forward and up. I'm very, very encouraged by the number of people who are renewing their contracts because um, I thought I had a... I had some dark moments of doubt, thinking, I wonder what this is going to do to um, some of the team. But um, the news from the offices is that everyone's contracts who's uh, due now, um, everyone is renewing. So um, it just tells me that our franchisees have faith in what we're doing and who we are in head office. And so um, I think that bodes well for the long term that uh, we're going to be around as a company because we're going to keep listening to what our uh, franchise partners want and we're going to keep improving this company. And we can see the improvements in fibre in you just even through this crisis. I mean, the fact that we're doing virtual ride days, virtual training, virtual pup crawls, how amazing is that? <laughs> you know. it, it's it's been uh, it's been an amazing few weeks of of you know redefinition of how we do a lot of things and you know I, it, yeah. again it goes back to to what you started to talk about that this is a, a a period like this is when people are really redefined and reinvented and we're doing that as a company to oh yeah figure out ways around this I mean there, there's there's no chance that we're gonna curl into the corner and just wait for this time to pass. It doesn't work that way. You can be optimistic and in the midst of all of this, you can go out and find work. And as, as you're aware that I started this franchise in October of 1987, well, prior to this event right now, October of 1987 was the worst financial crash since the Depression. Well, I started Fibre New the week after the crash. And the week after the crash, I had three days training, and then I had to come back to Calgary and just make it work. And that's what I did. And really, I mean, this sounds a little bit corny, and I've said it before, um, to everything that we're doing out there, um, you just got to keep doing it. You just got to be persistent. You got to believe in it, and then be persistent. And. Uh, it all pays off, and let's put it this way: it'll it'll definitely come back to you. And sometimes Absolutely. it's just slower. Sometimes it's just slower than others. But everyone's got to recover through this thing. And we're got, and the important thing there is we're going to recover, and other people may not. In fact, a lot won't. But we're going to, and we're going to come out of this a hell of a lot stronger. Just to your point, I, I remember you know going back a few weeks ago when we were you know, having a lot of discussion on okay, what what do we do on this and what do we do on that, and yeah. internally in my own head, as we kind of retooled our business plan, number one on the list was keep going. Yeah, that that just, that guided everything, and uh, and I, I'm really seeing that across our franchise base as well, Michael. It, the um, the level of response amongst our franchise partners to this is uh, is really in, in a collective thread of just we got to keep going. And I've been really, Absolutely. really proud of everyone. It, it's been remarkable That's, to see. You know, wouldn't it be fantastic, actually, um, whenever all of this shit is done, if we had one big, huge party 
Just for the moment. <laughs> we'll all fly in here for the day. We'll, we'll all have to have thermometer testing, and then we tear yeah. one off. Let's do it. <laughs> I know it's a fearful time for people, but you, you just can't be fearful. You just got to be sensible. You just got to get knowledge about stuff, you know. And going back to you know your comment about um, the people that we have on board and how we've built this company. I mean, they're all competent people. So it's like they're the they're the crew of the ship, and uh, we've got total confidence in them. We got, and I got total confidence that we're going to come out of this. Well, we are. That's just all there is to it. You know, we're not yeah, we're not going no down, we're not going down any rabbit hole. I mean, we're doing business. We've been impacted by it, but we're going to keep doing business. Fiber News as as an entire company was born out of the ashes of a very precarious time. You know, going back to 1987, right? Oh, <laughs> I mean, oh yeah, yeah. Our, our root our roots are really uh, you know they they come from that. So um, I, I like Absolutely. the idea of just applying that to what we're in now. It's almost like you know we've turned full circle, but now we're got, we're starting out in a sort of a different direction. This time, we have a company behind us with a structured processes, systems, and uh, a game plan, you know? Yep. So we, we started out in something that was horrific. Well, we're in something now that's not very pleasant, but it ain't going to bury us. Absolutely agree with that. Absolutely. That's the way I love yeah. it. You know, because going back to my boat analogy, mate, being in that hurricane and nearly losing my life, and um, just two of us sailed it across the Atlantic. The only thing that got us across was persistence because in the hurricane, I lost all my self-steering, all my electronics, my engine, and I lost half of everything that I needed. But I thought, I'm alive. The Caribbean is in the west. I'll keep sailing west. We've eventually sorted ourselves out. And we ended up in the Caribbean, and then I eventually ended up in America. But the only reason all that happened is really because I'm a persistent boater. If I believe in it, and if I think it's right, or if I think it's right for me, or if it's right for the company, then I'm just going to keep doing it. Back to your point on the service industry, and, and in particular with us, the restoration service industry, and, and, and seeing a, a rise yeah. in that. Our development team has been very busy over the past few weeks. Our um, inquiries and lead flow for potential franchisees has actually increased. And yes. that really points to, I mean, as you said, it's a bit unfortunate because it's at the expense of you know uh, a lot of people on a lot of jobs, but um, yeah. there is opportunity for us through this. Um, on Huge. on the growth side, you know, right at right at our level with with growth of, of franchise partners in the company, and definitely growth for uh, at the local level for our franchise partners with the the type of service they're going to be able to offer, the restoration Absolutely. over replacement. I mean that that's been baked into our our um, our business forever, but I think it's going to become even more prevalent, isn't it, heading into this next period? Absolutely, and interestingly enough, more people are going to become green too. Again, yes. They don't have a choice. Um, even though governments are doing their best to kill the fossil fuel industry, fossil fuel fossil fuels will be around, but um, green green is on the rise, and we are the quintessential green company. Like I said, 
we were bloody green before Al Gore even knew what the term meant. You know, <laughs> he, was, he wasn't around. Yeah. So um, we've got all of the, we've got all of these things on our side. I was laughing yesterday because in the old days we used to say if the customer came and looked over your shoulder while you were working on his couch in the living room and it was making you uncomfortable, put a mask on. And then it, sends, <laughs> it would send them away. We would say, you know, the vapors, we don't... Anyway, so now <laughs> you go to the customer's house and the customer's wearing the mask. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's all kind of it's all kind of funny how it's uh, it's all sort of turning out in terms of how we relate to one another. One other thing we've been talking about and thinking about is that on a, a, a daily basis, uh, a fiber newer has to think on their feet. You know, I mean, we're we're just we're always kind of overcoming situations and problems and. And uh, how do we best serve the customer? How do I do this repair? How do I, you know, handle this part of the business? And this is really that same philosophy at a, at a macro level, isn't it? I mean, we're just, yeah. we're always having to kind of improvise. We're always having to think on our feet, but have a plan at the yeah. same time. And so yeah. I think what we do every single day is just being magnified. And uh, I think it's really helping yeah. us through this. I really do. Yeah. And um, what you guys are doing with the huddle calls as well. And, um, you know, the seminars that have gone down this week, I think it's brilliant, especially for those who are participating. Um, And everything is about participation. I mean, we are our own community. So Mm -hmm. indirectly, we're all supporting each other through this. And, um, you know, if you participate, it doesn't matter how you do it. I mean, that's what holds us all together. Absolutely, it is. Absolutely. And I think... uh, I think those are really strong parting words, Michael, yeah. on, on the backside of this conversation. I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. Michael, thanks again. This is always fun. You're more than welcome, mate. And just one last word to everyone. Get outside and enjoy nature. See ya. Love it. Okay. Thanks, Michael. Thanks to Michael Wilson for sharing his thought stream on this podcast. Thank you for listening in, and thanks to Delicate Steve for the music on this episode. If you have questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. Visit us at FiberNew.com or hop onto Facebook or Instagram, where you'll find us as FiberNew International. My name is Jesse Johnstone. Hope to chat with you soon. Take care.